Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 176, and today we'll be talking about the Craig of the Creek pilot. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. So we're checking in on Matt Burnett and Ben Levin, uh, looking at the pilot for their upcoming cartoon. Yeah, I um I went on the Wikipedia like their wiki page on the Steven Universe wiki and looked at all the um the episodes that they wrote and they wrote some of the best ones of the first season of Steven Universe. So were they did they do Tiger Millionaire or did they have someone else do that for them? I did not look at all of them that thoroughly because Burnett is the wrestling enthusiast of the show, so he must have been responsible for it one way or another. Yeah, I was surprised. It, it looks like the uh, episodes that they've written is kind of strictly limited to um, the first season. Well, Matt Burnett's credited as a writer, not as a storyboarder. So... Yeah, he's yeah. So he writes the because they released the kind of initial written outline for the episode uh, "Lion uh, Two Straight to Video," and it's like a it's. The storyboards go very in detail, but they do have like a sort of outline of how the episode is going to be structured. So in Matt Burnett, I think it was him that actually posted that video. That not that video, that 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 outline. The writers, they're not the storyboarders, you know, they they do the storyboards, they draw how the scenes will play out and and that kind of thing, but um the writers kind of write the outline and the structure of the episodes. Yeah, they do. They do. The writers do the big strokes, and the storyboarders do the fine details of the story. Exactly. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, although I, I guess since we're talking about Matt and Ben in general, I found out something amazing like last month that they were the ones who did "I'm in your manger, killing your savior." I love that thing. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's just some LARP nerds uh, messing up a nativity scene by being huge D&D nerds. And uh, then they get beaten up by an evil group of LARPers. Yeah, the LARPing. <laughs> uh, it's I like, can well, you see... were really hitting us. I feel like that went from LARPing to assault and battery in the first, you know, however much of the fight. Well, no, it seems that their uh, enjoyment of LARPing has transitioned now to this new cartoon. Oh, yes. That is a great segue, by the way. Yeah. It's giving me big Ed, Ed, Nettie vibes. Not necessarily in the style of the show, but the the kind of premise. It reminds me of that one special from Clarence. I never saw it, but I saw the advertisements where you had all the kids doing their own fantasy thing and their own fantasy war. I never, I never saw that special, but I saw all the commercials for it. This really reminds me of that, which is a good thing as far as I'm concerned, because I love, I loved where that was going. Yeah, like this, this give me a bit of an Ed Ed Nettie premise with you know the more modern cartoon styles, and it's definitely uh not as mean spirited as Ed Ed Nettie was. Ed Nettie was a great show, but it 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 had some some intense jokes. I would say <laughs> it, it liked to poke a lot of fun versus um. Craig of the Creek is a little bit more wholesome, I would say. Oh, very wholesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a charming little cartoon. I particularly like uh, Kelsey. She seems to be the ice bear of Craig of the Creek, the one who the fans are going to love because of how awesome she is. The the one who narrated the stories in her head? Yes. Yeah, I was like that, and I was friends with people like that when I was in, a, in elementary and middle school because we were the kids who like read all of the fantasy books and were super huge into the young adult novels. 
But I think, yeah, that was... I, I think it's really cute. I love these kids. And I love the, the jokes in the show. They they ended up getting a, a good chuckle out of me a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, the, I love the JP character. He's well used in this pilot. Yes, he's... Yeah, and he's, he's a good parallel to Ed. Like, the really big, gentle giant... Uh, a little bit slow, but well-meaning. <laughs> With the paint grenades. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny when the, the paint grenade exploded in the trees, and I'm like, that would have killed them. And then he's like, that would have killed us. My favorite joke, um, or the one that really resonated with me, was when they're like, they're kind of crawling along the side of the fence by the little aqueduct. Call the police. Call the police, because I lived in one of those neighborhoods with like those super conservative neighbors who would call the police at just any sort of activity whatsoever. Like, you have someone riding a bike down the road, and they're, like, calling the police because there's a su- suspicious person, you know? Or, like, you know, the the neighbors are playing loud music, and they're calling the police, so I thought that was really, really funny. You know, you know, um, just, just to give you an idea of where I'm at on this, I actually took a screenshot of the map and charted out the path they took, and I'm just going to say, I really hope that for the series, I kind of put... A little bit more care into where everything is. You know, kind of like how Beach City in Steven Universe is properly mapped out. And, you know, they they may make an error, but at least they know where everything is in the first place. Whereas this, it's like they go they go north, then they double back and then go west. And then they go past the pet cemetery, but then they have to go through it after that. <laughs> Not the perfume department. I like that. That reminds <laughs> That was really good. Uh, I like I like Kelsey's collection of animal familiars. Oh god! And the, the realization. Oh yeah, no! The, the neighbors who like can't keep a pet for more than like a couple months because they're just so bad at taking care of them. We all we all had those those people that we knew. But uh, yeah, it's possible that just they they purposefully extended their journey because. They're kids and they like to over exaggerate and be melodramatic. And well, I mean, they they could have had they could have gone to Poison Ivy Grove, then King of the Hill Hill, then the Animal Cemetery, and then well, they could have kept going west to the rock that looks like a turtle, but that sounds boring. They had they had ways if they were going to keep everything consistent, but they very deliberately didn't. And I I just hope they for the main series uh, keep it consistent. It's possible they were just trying to show off the the different locations. We actually don't know exactly where this cartoon is going to go. If it is going to go with that Ed and Nettie vibe, we're going to be returning to a lot of the same locations. But uh, we might not. It might be uh, mm. not quite as involved in that forest map as we might think. Mm. A lot of these locations may be just uh, one-off jokes. So it, yeah, it's hard like to tell. Yeah, like the Poison Ivy Grove. Even the, even the bird has socks. <laughs> that was That was precious. Uh, and then the the one kid who'd like fallen in. Yeah, it's like it's so itchy. itchy. Yeah, and speaking of her, it's like the um, what was his name? JP. Yeah. Yeah, JP is like you know when he shows his rash. That joke. That one was really good. I <laughs> like that one. But it's cute. I also I'm a sucker for the cartoon jokes where like something is unrealistically or unreasonably hiding completely behind something else. Ah, uh, like the. What's behind your back? My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and then behind her back is like a massive uh, uh planetarium di- yeah, planetarium. Or solar solar system project. Yeah, that's that that's when I when cartoon logic is kinda used as the punchline of a joke, which is something that isn't 
used as often as I like, but I really appreciate. Because, you know, in a cartoon, you could use cartoon logic to, you know, cheat at plot uh, devices, or you can do really, really good jokes about it. Yeah, and it's so meta because we have people who grew up with those cartoons and maybe even a little bit of the deconstructions of it. So now they're using the deconstructions as the joke, not to show how clever they are, but because it's an expected joke at this point. That's funny. Uh huh. I think my favorite one, just to go like a little bit off topic, where it was like a, it wasn't even an episode, it was like a SpongeBob promotional bit, where it was, um, I think it was like they were doing the Patchy the Pirate bit, and he sent a letter mm. to SpongeBob, and like the ink is all smeared, and it's like, oh, well, I guess we can't read it. Guess this, uh, this sender should have really taken into consideration the physical limitations of life underwater. And they're like, yep, and then they throw it into a fire. Yep. I remember that. Or maybe I remember you talking about it. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, that joke just struck me so much as just being so meta and so well delivered and funny. And I, and I appreciate it when cartoons do that. Cause, you know, you know, SpongeBob is the, the king, I would say, of using cartoon logic as the punchline of a joke. The big sponge on the block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, this, this pilot definitely has me very interested to see the rest of the series. Although I'm just, I'm just hoping I don't become like the people who loved the Steven Universe pilot because you know, obviously a lot of the character designs and the premise even changed between the pilot and the show. And there were some people who couldn't let go. Although I did well with OKKO, so I think I'm going to be fine for Kroger the Creek. Well, Steven Universe is an extreme example because so much about the style of the pilot changed. Because Rebecca Sugar has a very, very unique style, and that showed a lot in the um, Steven Universe pilot, but it was kind of more streamlined into the the more popular sort of design uh, strategies that are common in cartoons right now. So we'll probably get more of an OK KO scenario where any changes to character designs are definitely for the better. Yeah, because um, even if we want to go off a little bit uh, off topic a little bit to talk about the pilot, like people complain, you know, oh man, cartoons today all look the same. It's like cartoons have always kind of followed a sort of trend where like all the cartoons coming out at a certain period of time look the same because that's just the style that's that's popular at the moment. And you can see this with the 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 pilot that Rebecca Sugar did for Steven Universe where it had a very very unique style and it was sort of just uh pushed into the more popular uh cartooning style that we see a lot today. I don't even see what's wrong with all the cartoons looking the same. I don't watch the cartoons because I want to revel in unique animation i watch the cartoons because they're telling a story that i want to be told and mm-hmm. like the, the art needs to be good enough uh but once you reach the good enough threshold you're gonna put in a lot of effort for stuff that i'm probably not gonna notice all that much yeah i mean as long as the the art team and the design team are just like they're putting their you know their heart and soul into the show then then it'll show yeah, I'm just I'm the kind of person who the writers win over, not who the artists win over, you know? Well, I like I like to appreciate the whole cake. Um some some things in cartoons will be like lacking, but you can appreciate other aspects. Like cuz you know you see a lot especially with cartoons that they're just trying to pump out like <laughs> quantity over quantity and it's just made of the flash animations, which is starting to get a really bad rap. Starting? <laughs> I think the flash animations, even if they're not made in flash, but the flash style animations can be done very well in a really unique way. 
but not for all cartoons. And that's the thing. They're pushing them into a lot of cartoons that don't necessarily need it. So that's, but that's different. That's more of like a, a, a like certain things are prioritizing the, the quantity, not the quality. So that, that that's not so much about like, oh, the cartoons today all look the same. It's more just like, uh, we're going to have those cheapo cartoons that are going to be pumped out and then aren't going to be remembered in a few years from now. So. So I do wonder if Craig and his friends will ever get more, you know, ordinary friends, or if it's all going to be one-offs, or, you know, like the like the sewer kids. Yeah, I mean... Open question. I hope that we do have, like, they have a really good consistency about the the Crete kids, as they were yeah, called. Yeah, that, that's going to be important. What I'm, what I'm hoping they do is they have the core group of Craig, Kelsey, and JP... But they have a rotating cast of characters who they adventure with at any given time. So we get to know these people, but they're not in every episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, again, what they did in Ed, Ed, and Eddie, there were a set limit of characters that existed. They rarely introduced new characters. It was, and it helped create this sort of, like, insulated neighborhood environment that, you know, a lot of kids grew up with, where you are outside playing with the same group of kids, you know, every single day. So, yeah, I, I I do hope they go in that route and they sort of and we see these um these characters reoccurring again. Because maybe this pilot was more of just like one of those, oh, we're going to show a little bit of everything. And then, you know, this next episode will be mm-hmm. uh, delving into the, the paintball kids. Yeah, and, you as, know, the, uh, as the video gamers would say, a vertical slice. <laughs> yeah, uh, like kind of like a like a demo or something. But yeah, maybe we'll have one of that's an episode about the paintball kids and we'll learn, we'll have like a little character development of the, the general kid. And then other episodes will like delve into all the different characters and groups and then them interacting with each other. But yeah, I just, I just hope that they all play with each other. Not the paintball kids are always with the paintball kids and they're mostly just, you know, in the background for a joke. That's not what I'd like, but I mean, I guess it depends on where they go with it. Yeah, his little speech at the end saying, like, wait, we're all, we're all Creek kids exactly. at the end. Like, that kind of shows that, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll have their rivalries. I want them to deliver on that speech's promise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they'll probably all have their rivalries, but a lot of them will be just sort of, like, as play. Like, oh, man, we hate those paintball kids, but it's like, they don't. It's, it's part of the... Yeah, then it's, the, then it's dinner time, and everybody rushes home and kind of forgets mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Oh, I I did love the the horn at the end. That was a nice touch. That was that was great. Having to having to turn the page to see the next note. <laughs> that's all. That's a joke that I swear to God. Every time I see it, it's still so funny. Like I saw, yes. I rewatched what we do in the shadows, and it has that joke, and it's just hysterical. Just hmm. oh wait, oh wait, it's one more of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I keep bringing up Ed Ed Nettie, but I mean this this cartoon is appealing to like the kind of base desire for kids when they play together to create like secret societies oh yeah been there done that yeah yeah which which kids next door did very well it exploited you know all of us wanted to be in like some secret spy organization when we were kids see that's kind of what i really wish i i I wish that this show was a revival of kids next door but it's it's really on cartoon network to pick up galactic knd for that but i i do i like where their head's at on this one i like where their head's at yeah, well, Kids Next Door was a lot more, I guess, metaphorical. This one's a bit more down to earth. Yeah, like for for Kids Next Door, it's like it's all real. For this one, it's it's pretend, and they know it's pretend. But like, the play is real. Yeah. 
yeah, as I said before, this the pilot's charming and wholesome, and I'm excited to see more. And I'm happy that uh, Burnett and Levin got to uh, make their own thing. So all I've got for when this series comes out is a date. I don't know how solid this is, but they're saying July 15th, 2018 on the Cartoon Network Wiki. I don't have a citation on that. Well, Cartoon Network Wiki. Yeah, Wiki. Anyone can put it in there. Oh, that's right. So the Wiki, yeah. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, probably this year. So I guess we can hope that that July date turns out to be accurate, but definitely sometime this year. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm looking forward to it anyway. Mm -hmm. So any more thoughts about the pilot? I know we kind of rambled, but eh. I hope that poor bird, that girl's poor bird, lives. He will be the hero. The one pet. He will save the creek one day. Oh, the one pet that they finally managed to keep. She said he's different. Are you calling Kelsey a liar? Well, she seems like the kind of girl who would think that of every bird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, um, I'm appreciating like this kind of influx of shows that aren't quite as uh, mean-spirited. And not, not saying that there's n- necessarily anything wrong with shows that are a little bit more abrasive. The Amazing World of Gumball does it very well. But sometimes a show that's just really kind and wholesome to its characters is, is nice, and it can be appreciated. And that's what I really like about Steven Universe. Yeah, well, that's how they get me. And uh, jokes about webbed fish toes like some kind of horrible fish boy will also earn you points. Mm-hmm. I guess that's us done talking about the Craig of the Creek pilot. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.